I'm Novak Djokovic. The Kiwi Tennis Podcast with Dave Worsley and Tom Cross. Welcome along to the Kiwi Tennis Podcast with me, Tom Cross. And I'm Dave Worsley. And what a great WTF. It was a brilliant WTF, Dave, especially because King Federer won. Yeah, he did, but he had to uh, work a little bit. Well, actually, he stuffed up a bit, and then he worked a little bit, and then he came back and won. I thought he held his nerves together pretty well, considering he had a, well, hang on. Match, he had a point. match point in the yeah, second well, step. Yeah, but how many games has he nerve. lost losing with match points, you know? He's done quite a few in his he career. He should have bloody won it in the second he set. He should have done, he should have done, but he... He didn't. Okay, he didn't. He came back and still won yeah. it. So in the end, I guess that's whether you win it. And we're talking about uh, the Masters final, as I refer to it, rather than the W to it. The World Tour finals. Yeah, it's now rebranded. Acronym WTF, which stands for what the... Exactly. So um, held in London and uh, what they have, 15 out of 17 sessions uh, sold out in the 02030, whatever 250,000 people through turnstiles in uh, eight days. Fantastic. Not bad. Not bad at all. Um it may not stay there, though. Well, it's probably got two not more to... years, and then it, up next year we find out where it's going to go. And I reckon it probably stay there again. Makes sense uh, to keep it there because it seems to do quite well. Yeah. And it didn't really matter that Andy Murray withdrew after one match with a groin strain, which no didn't one make knew a he difference, had. No. no one actually gave. He a toss. shouldn't have played at all. Actually, he said oh, well. he only played because it was in London. And pretty much Djokovic as well wasn't really into it, and neither was Nadal. But some guy who was into it was uh, some guy called Federer, who since. The U.S. Open has won 17 consecutive matches. Yeah, unbeaten since the yeah. U.S. Open. Yeah, Murray's won 17 as well, but lost two. Yeah. But uh, if you include Davis Cup, it's 19 no, wins in a row. No, we don't include Davis Cup. But still singles, it's 19 okay. wins in a row. Right, it's well, pretty we'll damn good. And yeah, he beat Songa 6-3, 6-7, when he held, a, he held a match point in that tiebreak and also served for the match in the second set. He lost the tiebreak 7-5. So um, Songa up to number 6 Songa in the rankings. 7-5, it was 8-6. Eight, the tiebreak and uh, six three in the final set to Federer. So uh, Songer, where is he in the rankings now? He's um, up a little bit there. He's yeah. um, up to number. Where is he? No, up he stays at six. To number six. Okay, he stays at six. Right. The year to date rankings, he finished number six, but the overall overall rankings, he's uh, at number six. So he he rose on this year's rankings. Okay. All right. Well, good on him for that. But yeah, Songer, one of the form players of of the year. I'd say ways. so, definitely. Yeah, from the middle part of the year through until now. Uh, so Federer, though, great play. Uh, 807 career match wins, 100 finals, but listen to the 70 titles. Now, the guys above him, of course, uh, Connors with uh, about 100 and who knows how many. 105. Uh, titles? Yeah, oh, titles. Okay. Yeah, and then you've got, uh, I think, Lendl's above uh, Federer now as well yep. still. I think Lendl and McEnroe, they've got 80-something. Where's Edberg? He's around there somewhere. A 70% winning record is pretty good. It's brilliant. Uh, six Wimbledon's, uh, six W2Fs, WTFs, <laughs> uh, five US's, four Aussie, and one French. It's a pretty good CV, isn't it? Yeah, it's not too bad. It's the third meeting between Federer and Songa in two weeks. Of course, mm. they play the final of Paris, then they played the first match of this event in, the, in Group A, or group, no, Group B as it was, and now the final. And I hate A and B. I think it's. I agree. Like we said before in yeah, previous Labour, podcasts, Perry, whatever you want to McEnroe, call it, Borg, yeah. No, 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 not McEnroe, Borg. You've got to do Labour and Perry. You've got to honour the guys who won Grand Slams. Okay. And there's only been Labour, Perry, and Agassi. 
No, no, no. He hasn't oh, won a Grand in Slam. In a year, you mean? Yeah. I mean, an actual Grand Slam. Uh, there's been Leila Perry and a couple of others. Uh, they'll come to me shortly. Don Budge, was it? American? Yeah, maybe. Something yeah. Right. We'll get to it. Yeah, but Songa, I think Songa played a much better game this time. He played with so much more variety, especially on that backhand. He was playing one-handed slices and two-handed shots as well. So he really mixed it up, made it hard for Federer. Trust you to pick up on that. Well, she, she seemed quite lovely. But didn't you think this match, he played a much smarter game than before? The f- in the first set, the, last pr- the previous two games, um, he didn't really get going. And he was he was out the blocks. He was the better player in the beginning of the first set, this match. Yeah, he was. Uh, very fast courts as well, which should have sh- suited both players. Yeah. Uh, but how was that uh, winning shot by Federer? It was something that you coach, jun- well, you try not to coach juniors. It was one of these shots that was sort of like a half not quite a smash. Yeah, half quite, hack volley yeah, smash. Half, so what the heck, I'll bend down on my knees almost and just whack it down. And that's what you see a lot of juniors doing and you're thinking, well, he just won the year-end title to defend his title and he did that sort of shot. But what you know heck? what? I think he was trying to get the height on the ball and he, yeah. he did it. He, got, he beat did, Songa for it height. Was, it was kind of bizarre and yeah. it was like not your traditional way of winning something, but hey, good on him for that. Uh, some good play, especially uh, beating uh, Nadal by, what was that, Nadal's worst ever loss? 6-3, six, 6-love. Six, well, Federer, yeah, Federer destroyed him, absolutely yeah. destroyed him, yeah. Uh, also, Djokovic not playing so well, be- getting beaten by Tipsarovic, which is unusual for him to lose to a Serb. Yeah, we both thought that uh, Tipsarovic yeah. would, would lose that and then Djokovic yeah. would make the semi-finals, but no. Kind of changed the situation. Everything fell into place for Federer because I, I believe if, if Djokovic had beaten Tipsarovic or Ferrer had beaten Berdic, which was the game afterwards, it would have meant Federer would have, would have played Berdic or... Um, Djokovic in the semis and not Ferrer and because Ferrer finished second in the end he played Federer which I think was an easier tie because Ferrer's never beaten Federer No, it's 11, right. 11 zip isn't it oh, head to guy. head what's the record now between Nadal and Federer I think it must be I think uh, Federer's got 8 and maybe it's about 14, 15 or 16 even I think, to Nadal I think it's 9 now to Federer and 17 oh, I think okay. it's 17, 9 or 17, right. 10 but it's still still a big big difference. But think about how many matches they played on clay. Yeah, and that's Federer's only beaten him on clay once. Yeah, that's correct. And I mean, those guys have played so many times. Yet twice, sorry. We know this year that Murray and Federer haven't played. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah, Song, bizarre. Songa and Federer played eight times yeah. this year. Murray and Federer not once. And Murray and Federer were three and four the whole year. But I know of some people in different sports and in the media who will say, "Well, that's just wrong." Well, no, it's just the way it is. It's just the way the draw goes. Yeah, you you cannot. I still know people as well who want to place people in the draw. And you, no, you don't. You you place your certain top four. Yeah. And then the rest is, well, and, and top eight, depending on the tournaments. But, you know, that's it. It should be open slather. And uh, sometimes you may draw a wild card. Like at the US Open this year, they were saying, oh, you know, Federer always seems to draw a wild card or a qualifier in the first couple of rounds. Well, so he should. He's either going to be one of the one, two, three, or four. Yeah. Same with Djokovic. And that, they all get an easy draw first yeah, round. It's, it's all picked out. Yeah. And, um, well, not picked out. It's all, you're placed, and then it's just picked out of the hat, literally, as it's uh, as the phrase is. And going into the Aussie Open, we've got to look now. 49 as, days away or something like that. Yeah. We've got to look as Federer's the hot favourite, I'd say. So if you had to put money on it, you would say Federer number one. Who's number two, Djokovic or Songer? That's a really tough call. You think, how much rest is, is Djokovic going to get? He's in the Maldives this week with Tip Saric and the girlfriends. Um, so he's there for a week. And then he's got, what, how much, how much, how many weeks of training? As well. Yeah, how many Isn't weeks of training? Is that long-term girlfriend or is it his wife I think now? his wife now, yeah. Yep. Um, you think, how many weeks training is he going to get? And then they play in Doha? But then something like um, Abu Dhabi? Going to uh, the Maldives is potentially could be a good thing. Oh, he Throw needs the rest. Throw your away, don't do it. That's it. Do no tennis for at least seven days and then get, get into the training. Yep. 
Federer will go to Dubai and you train in the heats like he does every year. Yep. Murray will go to Miami. Yeah. Um, I think I, don't, I really don't know who's who's the second favourite behind Federer. Sotling's been out for a long time. With yeah, Mono. You, you can't use him. I mean, pretty much you've got to look at the uh, the top four guys. But talking uh, of a man on form, here's Roger Federer. He's talking post-match after winning the World Tour Finals. Roger, first of all, what an absolutely fitting match to end the season with. Absolutely, yes. I've had a, a tough year in some ways. I had some tough losses. So to, to come through at the end against Joe and the way it all happened, that I had match point in the second set and had to go three sets, it's... Um, Actually, even better, it happened this way. Couldn't be more happy. I played great through the in fall now, and I'm looking forward to next year, of course. It was an amazing week and amazing season to finish. Yeah, you talked about sort of managing your emotions this week and all the other weeks of your career, but yeah. uh, honestly, how does it feel to be the only man to have lifted this trophy so many times? Yeah, I mean, rewriting history, I guess, is a very proud moment in, in anybody's uh, you know, active sporting career, and that I'm still being able to actually rewrite more, potentially, is a, is a beautiful feeling. I feel really upbeat right now. I'm very excited and not as sort of tired and subdued as yesterday, where sort of trying to save my, and you know control my emotions. I thought this this was uh, uh, an excellent day, an excellent match, and it was an excellent result, so it's, it's great. You've had to put up with everyone talking about you turning 30 this year. You're the oldest man to ever win this trophy, so that bodes well, doesn't it, for next year? Yeah, I mean, look, I thought it was still a good uh, good year, just some, some rough losses, uh, you know, at some big tournaments, and then, you know, I just stayed calm. I, I was healthy, so I knew the hard work would pay off eventually, but... I mean, it's never, you know, you never believe it until it's really there. And this is one of those moments where I'm just so happy I stayed calm and, um, you know, and believed in my chances and when they were there. And I was able to take them later on in the year. And obviously, when you, when you can finish a year like this, you feel like uh, you have a good chance for next year again. So I'm, I'm really excited that that's coming around actually rather quickly. The Kiwi Tennis Podcast. So Roger Federer, the World Tour Finals champion for 2011. He takes $1.63 million US in prize money because he was undefeated and 1500 ranking points putting him back to number three in the rankings dave yeah going uh surpassing that is uh andy murray going past him there and uh yeah interesting it's just going to make the aussie open uh really intriguing those uh four players there and then you add in ferrer to make the semis potentially like he did last year yeah, yeah as, at his best songer Burditch, within reason. Marty Fishwell, depends if he's over injuries. Then you sort of look down. Del Potro, still a danger there. Um, start looking around for some danger guys. Well, we've got our top 16 rankings. Del Gopalov, who's done well there before. Yeah, he's the 16th seed. Yep. And then you got down to 32, would be the kind of the top guys. Outside there, there's going to be some danger men hanging around, though. Well, you've got Tomic, uh, who plays slow and plays fast. But he'll play well in, at home at the Aussie Open. He, yep. Good support. Uh, you've got Baghdadis again who plays well there because there's more Greeks there than there is in Greece uh, even though he's Cypriot yeah well yes yeah, Greek Cypriot uh, you know Gilles Muller with the big serve Kalovic etc a few other guys like that Troy Keys around Lopez Gasquet so you've got a few big serving kind of guys uh, Cilic has done well there in the past as well he's done well at the uh, at the uh, US Open you think so, early on in the draw as well these guys who yeah. get drawing at the top players they could cause Your some Canadian trouble Canadian dude as well uh, Milos Raonic yeah, yeah. He's, he could, he's been able, he hasn't done too much the second half of the season after getting that injury but again he, you know, if, you, if Federal one of the top guys meets him third round fourth round he's not going to be easy I don't think anyone really almost cares <laughs> when you've got a top four yeah. with, with Songer and we'll say he's our fifth player to, uh, then, the moment yeah yeah he, he's um, albeit that we'll just put him ahead of uh, Ferrer I think so but he's the guy who would win a grand slam ahead of Ferrer but you look at that top four and you say 
Number one, bit injury, bit of an you know injury cloud. You've got uh, Nadal, definite injury cloud, and beaten by Federer comprehensively. Yep. And then you got Federer in good form. You got Murray who just seems destined not to win because he's too miserable to do it. It's probably his best chance at this event though. Nah. Okay. <laughs> Ain't gonna happen. There you go. Uh, you uh, said it. Not gonna happen. Not, um, the, not of this year, anyway. Del Potro is the other one. We never know how he's going to perform. If yeah, he I, could I, do a Djokovic with the Davis he, Cup. You know, if, the, if Argentina win the Davis Cup, that could transform his his uh, 2012 season. Does he have the form and the fitness? Well, that's that's the big question mark. We just don't know. And maybe it will take an event like this to really transform him into the player he was before the injury. Because as as we look at the Davis Cup, uh, which is coming out December the second to the fourth, indoor red clay in Seville. Spain against Argentina. Looking at the Spanish team, Nadal, Ferrer, Lopez, Vadasco. Uh, be Lopez and Vadasco who will be used in the doubles. Yeah. Argentina, Del Potro, Monaco, Chela, and Nabandian. I guess for the doubles. I don't know who. Chela, Monaco. Well, yeah, probably. But um, yeah, Chela definitely. Or maybe Nabandian. <laughs> well, again, it depends on fitness. Good to see Chela in the team, though. He's, he's been around for bloody ages. He took guy. drugs. That's it. He was banned for drugs. It should have been banned fully, completely. There's four Argentine guys that were banned. Um, yeah, I mean, they were on the ban list for, for everybody. Uh, but their uh, association um, came in behind them. Uh, they weren't necessarily big drugs. Well, no, actually, a couple of them were. There was four Argentines at one time that yeah, were banned. Yes, Guillermo Cañas, wasn't it? He was there. Oh, yeah, no, there was more than that. There, were just, there was four of the guys, a couple of doubles players in there as well. They were just totally banned for, um, for uh, drugs, full stop. And uh, Chela acknowledges it and still came back to be virtually the top 20 again. Yeah, he's, made, he's won an event this yeah, year. Yeah, so obviously a very good player, but... Especially yeah, on clay as well. He's bad. a clay court specialist, so well, I, I doubt he plays singles. Wins a title every year. Yeah, he does, yeah. Uh, he'll be using the doubles, but um, you've got to favour Spain at, at home in a giant amphitheatre they're playing in, in Seville. You've got to fancy them to, to win this. Well, yeah, but how, you look at it, Nadal, how dodgy is he? Ferrer and On good, clay. But, but Ferrer, in good form, however, also saying that he's publicly saying that he's tired well he would be he made the same. Um, he, he played brilliantly whereas in you look London. at the others and uh, you look at the argentine team none of those guys should be really that tired well lopez should be okay Vadasco's had a dog of a season yeah, no no he's a peasant um so yeah it could no, come down a, to he's the, a player but he's a peasant now it could come down to the fifth set a uh, fifth the rubber you know it could be a decider yeah i mean it'll be, it should be exciting that uh, you've got these guys who can all play it's not like you've got a couple of muppets in there you've got a couple of peasants in Vadasco. Um, <laughs> Big fan of Adasco, aren't you, Dave? Oh, yeah. He's coming to well, he's Auckland just, next year. He's just not playing that well at the moment, like the whole year and a half. No, he's, he's uh, a terrible Monaco's year. been in reasonable form at different times of the year. Now, Bandian can play big when he wants to. And also, if the team is gelling, and remember this team fell apart a couple of years ago after losing a final. Um, they did, they, yeah. They fired the coach, they fired themselves, they fired anything. They fired a cannon, didn't matter. They fired a water <laughs> pistol. Uh, you know, let's just see how it gels. The team that gels will win. Yep, I think you're right. I think, and also it depends how good Nadal is. If will Nadal be back from? He's, well, he is tired. He's tired and he's slightly injured. You know, how will he perform on the clay? He's still pretty damn good. Even a, his D game is better than most guys' A game on on clay. Yeah, I mean, he's he's devoted to his nation, uh, to his team. I don't know. It's going to be a tough one. I'm uh, I'm picking Argentina for a well for an upset. What the heck? Okay. There you go. You're picking Spain. I'm picking Spain, yeah. Okay, okay what's happened with the Kiwis lately then? I guess Arakovic has hung the racket up for the Bugger all. rest of the season. Uh, they've been playing, uh, some of the Kiwis have been playing in Australia in Futures and Challenges. Uh, Sasha Jones got to the quarterfinals, Bendigo Challenger. That's great. Uh, also, Ruben Statham and Mike Venus uh, did similar 
at uh, the Futures at Bendigo as well. Other than that, uh, the others have been playing. Uh, Rakovic uh, resting, doing some study. Uh, she'll have a degree before you and I could actually sneeze. <laughs> she's a smart girl. Um, well, good to see her doing that as well, you know, on, yeah. on the side of tennis. Oh, yeah, well, she's smart enough to actually do it, so it's not a big deal for her to do it. Also, just giving herself a... She's travelled a lot this year, been all over the show, done quite well. She's had a good season. Well, she started off at 333.333 uh, and is now about, well, what is she? I think 60, wasn't it? Yeah, around about 60. Which, yeah. And 50 in yeah. the doubles. Yeah, so pretty comprehensive there to go from that to this. And is up there again. And um, yeah, all due respect for her to, to doing that. Sasha Jones is hovering around about the 220 mark. Uh, you've got uh, Mike So will she Vince. play qualifiers for Aussie Open? Probably. She, she should make the cut for the qualifier draw? Yeah. I would expect so. Okay. I think she probably will. Um, obviously, having Marina Rakovic in there would be great news. Uh, you've got uh, Mike Venus and Artem Sitak as one and two or thereabouts. They keep on swapping. It doesn't really matter. Ruben Statham played a lot of matches, but still ranked down a bit lower. Yeah. Um, you know, so they've got the residentials, the Auckland champs, etc., around New Zealand to play, and uh, that's really their thing. I mean, will, the, will any of the guys play the qualifiers for Aussie? Are they the ranking too just slightly too low? I think the rankings probably because they're still what still in three hundreds, aren't they? Yeah, around about thereabouts. So that's a bit of a shame there for the Kiwis. Um, Rakovic, will she uh, play any event before the Aussie Open? Oh, she'll play the ASP Classic in Auckland, and Obviously, then maybe yeah. um, she might go to Hobart or she might go straight to um, Auckland. Hobart uh, is somewhere where she can actually win. Yeah, it's normally matches. a weaker field. It's the week before the yeah, Aussie Open, exactly. so, yeah. so that could be a good thing for her. You know, it depends on how she's feeling physically and mentally or the thing is I, I guess as uh, supporters and fans you want to see your players playing every week but your bodies just can't take it all the time remember you've got to fly between yeah you've got to wait for your matches you might, rain. Yeah, you might have who knows what so and to get to somewhere like Hobart you've got to fly into Sydney or Melbourne and then do another flight in, and then you've got to do another flight back blah 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 that sort of stuff so we've got to realize that if the flying around the world it may be quicker but sometimes it's also slower of course. So if she has a good performance at the ASB Classic, she might not need to play another event. Exactly. She can just go and try Pull out with an, a so-called injury or something like that. And train and acclimatise in Melbourne before the Aussie Open. Exactly. Yes. I mean, the thing is in Melbourne for the Australian Open, it can be stinking hot and then it can be cold the next second. Mm. That's that's Melbourne for you. Uh, which I understand, Tom, you're going to be going across to the Aussie Open again. Yeah, I'm going again. I'm going for the, the middle weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's Looking done. forward to that. Taking your lovely fiancé there. I'll be doing that, yes. Good I'm enjoying, looking forward to the 40-degree heat in my well, very white skin getting ugh, burned. Pasty. Yeah, yeah. You've got to remember, though, I don't think it was uh, that hot last uh, or earlier this year in January at the Australian Open 2011. I don't think it got to 40 at all. But really? there was a lot of days where it was pretty much hovering around 20, 21. And sometimes at night it can get freaking freezing in uh, Melbourne, even in the middle of summer. Uh, people say to me, oh, well, I'm going to go to the Australian Open. I always say bring a jacket or a sweatshirt. Yeah. And they say, why? It's summer. I'm like, yeah, it's 42 degrees one day, and it's 16, a high of 16 the next. And that's Melbourne for you. It's, it's a coastal city. Yeah. Well, hardly. They don't use the coast. Okay. Well, you're, you're the expert, not there me. One other thing I'd like to talk about, the uh, as well as the World Tour Finals but for the But it doesn't ATP, have a cool acronym, though. It the doesn't. CTF. CTF's not quite as good. Yeah, right. for the Challenger Tour, they played the first at the inaugural event down in Brazil. Um, with our, I thought, about in Brazil? I can't you remember. <laughs> Probably, uh, let's say Some, Sao Paulo. No, but. it wasn't quite. Some place with five million people. That yeah. was just in a village. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember us talking about this in, a, in our last podcast. We said, um, announced that Thomas Bellucci was the wild card for this Domas. event. Thomas Bellucci. It's got a Z. 
Yes, for Z. CZ, um, SZ, isn't it? How he spells it. But he was the wild card, which I thought was a little bit unfair for the rest of the field, who mostly were ranked outside the top 100. But he lost in the semi finals to a guy who used to be top 50, Duty Seller. Yeah, the Israeli. Um, fairly decent player. Good player. Had but, some good wins his days, beating Roddick. But, yeah. But he made the final and he lost to young German um, Cedric Marcel Stebby, who, um, who won 6 2 6 4. And there's no relation to Charlie Steve who uh, used to be a pretty solid player and used to do a lot of coaching and was coached by Chris Lewis, former New Zealand player. Same guy, is it? Um, no, not at all. But I just throw, it, I throw that in. Could be. Actually, how would you no. say his name? Is it Stebby, Steber, or uh, Steve? Well, Charlie Steve was actually S-T-E-E-B. It'd probably be Steber, being German. Something like that. But uh, yeah, this guy's had a fantastic year on the Challenger circuit. He's won a load of events, picked up lots of points. He started the year 375, and now he's 81. So he's in the draw for the Aussie Open. So we should be recommending him for someone to watch out for? Yep, yeah, one to watch. He's 21 years old, and uh, he, he's had a great event. He lost, actually, to Seller in a round-robin game, the original match, uh, but beat him in the final, the match that counts. So stuff. congratulations okay, to him. Well, there, there you go. Someone knew that we don't really know. Well, I certainly don't, and uh, let's have a look at him for the future. Yep, yeah, one to watch, I think so. Uh, finally, Dave, I'd like to get your opinion on, your, on the wives and girlfriends at the World Tour Finals. Being a ladies' man as you are, who would you go for as your favourite pick? Well, in my opinion, it's better to be a ladies' man than a man's man. Um, <laughs> but I actually think Songa's girlfriend, I hadn't really seen her before. She I've never seen her before, looks no. like, uh, What was the woman who has the gap in the teeth, the blonde woman, uh, older actress, uh, Lauren Bacall? No, I can't remember her name now. Doesn't matter. Lovely person. Looked like a very lovely person. A lot of, I'm just there for the personalities. Of course, of course. No, there was a lot of lovely personalities around. There was lots of celebrities went to the uh, went to the World Tour finals. They d- do a good job with getting the celebs in London right into the front row. You know, getting on the the photo. Yeah, but that's London though. TV. Yeah. It's, it's it's always been the the tabloids there want to see celebs, want to see boobs and butts. It's like there's no women's sport in the UK until Wimbledon comes around. And Martina Hingis really helped when she really didn't used to wear that much. The skirt, yeah. Yeah, um, it was just boobs and butts, really. I mean, female sports is slowly getting. Well, I wouldn't even say a foothold. It's not even that much a fingernail hold in the UK because all they want to see is TNA so Songa's no. girlfriend then she, she got your pick well she was a very lovely person okay uh, I was I was quite a fan of Thomas Berditch's girlfriend she's been out to well, Boston quite yeah. lately yeah no she um, was lovely as well yeah, he binned yeah. off Lucy Safarova and yeah. <laughs> see, yeah, got some Czech model yeah. Yeah, yeah she can't so, play tennis but who cares yeah so congrats to Thomas he's, uh, he's done well he reached the semi-finals and scored a new girlfriend he's still really just boring uninspiring yeah he makes Andy Murray look like he has a personality. Well, Murray's got a personality, although he's a bit cross-eyed. Murray, at times, can be the most... He can be an absolute prick in media conferences. At times, he can give you witty repartee, and then other times, he's just an absolute... Can I say prick? Yeah. Okay, well, he's an absolute prick in media conferences at times. And he's getting worse because he knows that he's going downhill. But is that after he's lost or won? Or you both? Know, both, at times. Okay. And you're just thinking, oh, you don't need to be such a jerk. People are trying to do their jobs, and you, yes, we appreciate that you're trying to do yours as well. Um, oh, one other person that you should actually check on, uh, just talking about the media, if you really want to see some good writing, check uh, CNN SI, um, and then go to the tennis and see John Wertheim. He's his, a good journalist. Uh, yeah, his, his rap of, uh, of this year, his rap of uh, the W2F, is fantastic. But yeah, he's one of the best journalists to read. CNN SI, and then go to the tennis there, and uh, certainly also another guy is uh, Matt Cronin. Uh, tennis reporters yeah yeah tennis yeah. reporters one of his sites but just google him and uh, he's a mate of mine and uh, he spends a lot of time at the tennis he hasn't been at the finals um, also um, 
uh, who we got there? Neil uh, uh, from um, the Times. Times, yep. Yeah. Uh, Neil Harmon, another good journalist. Another well. good journalist. Out yeah. there. Neil Harmon, although you have to pay to get the Times stuff. Yep. Bastards. Subscribe online. But what we do is for the John Wertheim thing you're talking about, we will uh, retweet yeah. uh, a link to this the yeah. so you can this, read about the week, yeah. so you can read the column and uh, our podcast, our Twitter name, I should say, is NZ Tennis Podcast. So look up NZ Tennis Podcast. Because Tom find sounds like a Kiwi. Well. I've been here long enough, so I think I can clasp some. Yeah, you were here enough. long enough to vote, and you didn't bloody vote in the general election, you bugger. Nah, oh well. Slack bugger. Made Isn't no difference. Illegal here? Made no difference. No, Australia. Oh, okay, yeah. So anyway, that's been the Kiwi Tennis Podcast with me, Tom Cross. <laughs> and I'm Dave Worsley. Enjoy your week or month or... And we'll life. be back after Davis Cup final to have a chat about that. Cool. That'll be our last podcast of the year. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Cheers. Tom. The Kiwi Tennis Podcast. With Dave Worsley and Tom Cross. 